only. Fuck these boys up. Hey y'all, what's up? It's your girl Majid Malika and your player partner MJ. Player partner? <laughs> what is? I'm not sure I understand. What is that terminology? Well, you know, I'm drawing from two chains. You know, in the most expensivest, he always says it's your player partner two chains. So I'm drawing from him. Huh? Okay. <laughs> um, anyways, so how was your weekend, guys? Yeah, how was y'all weekend? I know here in Dallas, it was hella hot. Hot as hell. Like 108, 111. That was the temperatures this weekend. I mean, it was ridiculous. Like was. literally try to find an AC anywhere I went. Anywhere. Absolutely. Yes. And tried to keep the moving to a minimum. Right. Because... It ain't no joke out there. Look, I can see people falling falling out everywhere. Just passing out. Yes. So, yeah. But, you know, other than that, what else did you do? I mean, I didn't do much of anything, you know? Mm, interesting. Well, I went to the movies. Well, what did you do at the movies? I mean, <laughs> I went to the movies, too. I saw Equalizer 2. So did I. Now, you know I had to go see that Denzel joint because you know that was gonna that shit was gonna be awesome. Fire. Fire. And I just I mean, he he delivered. He, he really, he delivered. really did. Like, I mean, I never I never think that Denzel's not going to deliver, but damn the the action scenes in this movie was amazing. Fantastic. And I didn't even fall asleep. Like at all. Like it was <laughs> It, it was really, really good. No, for real. Like, I just love the story. I mean, overall, it was it was a great story. I mean... It was. Like, so, what's the background, basically? So, basically, it's about Denzel. He loses his best friend to a dirty army op. Mm-hmm. And he goes back... I mean, he goes out to, reven- to avenge her death, basically. Right. So, um, the action scenes were freaking amazing amazing and um the story the overall story was amazing so it really was i mean he delivered so if you guys want to go see a good movie and want to be you don't even have to see the first one to see this one because i majid malika solemnly swear (laughs) i did not see equalizer (laughs) one and still had a great time at equalizer two shout out to abby for putting your girl on Shout out Abby. and letting her know to go and watch Equalizer 2. Absolutely, hands down. It was fantastic. So thank you for that. Um, overall, like if I had to, I mean, do, do my rating, you know, the one to five system that we have on plot and storyline, runtime of the movie, acting in all the fields. For me, it's a 20 out of 20. Oh, like, no doubt. Literally, I mean, no it was a doubt. great story. I did not have to see the first one to understand it. It was fantastic. The runtime, it wasn't too long. You know, I don't, I can't sit long periods of time. It makes me nervous, especially in today's, you know, day and age. Your girl got to stay ready so I can't be in no dark space for a long time. It gives me you nervous. Gotta stay ready so you don't have you to have get not, ready. Huh? Exactly. Know that's Let them right. know. Play it from the Himalayas? What? what? Where? You! I know, right? Come on, MJ! <laughs> and of course, you know, acting is Denzel. That's enough said. Right. And all the feels, I absolutely, like, was so emotional for this. Like, I mean, I didn't cry because, you know, I'm a, you know... I'm not a cry. Oh, you're a punk. Like you're a punk. Like, you didn't, just, you didn't cry really because emotional. there was nothing to cry about. No, but it's just, like, my thing is, like, you know, like, you lost your best friend, you know, who was your wife first. 
then you lost like your actual best friend, and yeah. you're like literally true. by yourself in the world. That's you true. Know? Yeah, that's true. But it was it was a beautiful story. It like, was. What would you say? Well, I'm definitely going to give it a 20 out of 20 because um, everything was there. It had everything. If you want action, it had a good plot. Um, the acting was awesome. The runtime wasn't too long. So basically, I mean, it's a 20. Right. No I doubt. Agree. No I doubt. Agree. Well, and then also, I know me, I watch Power. I know you watch Power, too, because oh, I was you right already, there talking to you. You already about know. About it. Exactly. So, Power Sundays, what are we thinking for episode, what, number four now, or are we on three? I want to say it's four, but but I don't know for sure. But what I'm saying is Power redeemed itself. Like, honestly, the first couple episodes had me a little bit worried. I was right. I was a little bit worried. I, I know that. It tends to, they tend to do that from time to time where it's boring, 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 and then they catch you with something. Right. And this one has me thinking that Tommy's daddy is about to die. Mr. Teresi? Oh, yeah. He's going to die. He's going to die. die. Tommy has no qualms about killing any motherfucker. At all. He killed his girlfriend. Look. (laughs) And he was, he was actually smashing her. He was smashing her. So it was like, I just, I just met you. So yeah, and you see how he disrespects his mama. So man. he does. He gives no fucks look, whatsoever. Look, I'm just, I'm just waiting to see that. That's for sure. I know, right? Like, and, I, and I'm definitely thinking that Dre, it, he he chewed off a little bit too much. I don't think he can handle the uh, the power position that he's in. Nah, he's you gonna, know, I, I really think he's gonna die like very soon. Like, and he might not even die at the hands of you know of Ghost Tommy and Kanan. Can- it right? might be what the, the it might Jimenez be. Brothers. Yeah, it might be. It what? might because you see how he just he ain't used to all of that. He is not yeah. like at all. But I guess we'll see. We will see. And then, of course, we had the premiere of <laughs> Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Oh, my God. I've been waiting for this premiere. You guys have no idea. I just love the Hollywood edition, especially with K. Michelle. Kimberly. She's refined now, remember? <sighs> yeah, Kimberly. Whatever. Kimberly. How she ran, how, how she charged up A1. As well as A1's wife. Okay? Oh, my God. She charged she both of too. them up. I was like, wow. I like, was like, damn. Like, I was like, calm down where? Like, I, she said she's a little refined. I said, refined where? <laughs> she uh, invited, she invited. K- you're, you're still K. Michelle from Memphis. Right. And she invited A1 into her house to charge his ass up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, so that's how refined Kimberly is. Right. You know, but I'm definitely looking forward to this entire uh, season of Hollywood because I think that Kay adds a, a lot of flavor to it. She, she really does. I mean, for me personally, I'm just waiting to see this storyline with her and Safari. Like, if, oh my gosh. I mean, because Safari, that's her best friend. Exactly. So I don't think that Safari would lie to Kay Michelle about and I what think Kay he's would doing lie. or who he's dealing with. So, so I really think he did smash so the homie. Lyrica, like, Lyrica, if you really, really smashed A1... Oh my goodness! Like just like I mean, A one Lyrica. If you smash Safari, oh, my yes, bad. A yes. one, he is going to go ballistic. You see how he went over that table? He hopped onto that table like a Power Ranger. Like he was about to look. I'm thinking that he smashed the homie. I think I'm that thinking it happened so too because the amount of aggression is too much. Yes, it's, it's way too it's much. way too much, and I just cannot wait. I am. I will be tuned in to Hollywood this entire season. <laughs> 
this entire cake is going to make it look you know right especially when like when uh the fun one of the funniest parts was when a1 was like your album straight trash uh, <laughs> and he's like you can't even really sing i had to do so much vocals on it you know to make sure that you know you sounded uh, right he I said like, it was straight oh, trash. I mean, oh. I liked her. <laughs> I, almost, I mean, so I think he was just being a hater, but I don't think he was a hater. I think he was absolutely right. It was a flop. I mean, I don't even know any songs on that. It wasn't that you know, bad. That I mean, but what I will say is that she can sing. Like I felt that he like boosted that or whatever. Yeah, and then she can also sing. like Lyrica. Like I mean, I don't listen to the radio. Like you know, I'm always on Apple. I mean, or iTunes, but even on iTunes, I don't see nothing for Lyrica pop up. I don't see her. Well, I don't know. Well, the like, thing nothing. with Lyrica is she is a she's, she's a songwriter. She's a writer. But my thing is that now she's trying to step in the forefront as a singer. Yeah, and but it's we like, ain't heard but we don't shit see from her. her. So what are so, you doing? Every time but, you see all these artists, all these supposed artists on Love and Hip Hop, they they be singing, they be having showcases. Look, but you don't never hear about no singles being dropped in, in unless it was like. You see K or right. Cardi, um, Remy, right. but the rest of them, where they shit at? Right. I ain't never seen it on iTunes. I ain't never seen it nowhere. Right. Well, I guess we'll just see how the season goes. We'll we see. Will. You know, Hollywood, it's fake. So yeah. here we go. We're about to see it. <laughs> but um, what's not fake is what me and MJ said that we we're going to talk about this week. Um, definitely, this is a situation that affects... Um, a lot of people, yes. and it's not just something that is, I guess, prevalent in the Caucasian community, um, African Americans as well as Latinos. Um, we all definitely experience depression. We do, and it's definitely real. And we're about to get real, real, real soon. Definitely. So here we go. We'll see you guys soon. Here we go. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. So, uh, before the break, MJ and I, we said that we were going to be talking about depression. Um, definitely is something that's really, really real and something that is not um, readily or freely discussed within the Black slash African American community as well as the Latino community. Um, we just don't talk about it. It's something that's kind of like swept underneath the rug or something that's like, um, we'll pray on it, you know, but we're going to hush hush on it. Yes. Um, so last week, if you didn't know, Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child, um, she was um, one of the new members the last time that Destiny's Child had, um, I guess, a restructuring. Um, so it was Beyonce, Kelly and Michelle. Yes. So again, Michelle Williams, um, she made a really bold move by announcing that she has a problem that she's suffering from, which is depression. And she's had depression for years, and she's been working on getting better. And she even went on to say that she's proudly battling depression. So many black women and black men and Latino women, Latino men, like we can no longer sit in silence and suffer that, you know, it's okay to speak of what is going on yes. um, and to seek help. You know, for years, you know, other groups, they've done it, you know, specifically Caucasians, they've, you know, went out and they've seeked, you know, help yep. for, you know, being depressed mm -hmm. and it's something real. So definitely, um, we're just going to be real, you know, raw and real transparent. MJ, I know you said that you suffered from depression yes, yourself. I did. So if you don't mind, I mean, share your story. Let's hear it. 
Well, basically, um, I suffered from depression for um, probably a little bit over two years. Um, what happened basically was I lost my mom um, suddenly. Um, I believe it was in 2004. Yeah. Um, so from 2004 to 2006, maybe even seven, I was battling depression. Um, me and my mother were very close, and she actually um, was, I, to put it bluntly, I guess, um, she was killed. Um, she was allowed to bleed to death in the hospital. Yeah. So um, basically that really transformed my entire life um you know I woke up one day and I didn't have a mom so um I went I thought you know that praying about it and and um trying to work through it myself I thought that I could handle the depression and it and it got really really bad and um of course I had thoughts of suicide and and um thoughts of you know just you know trying to to uh, deal with yeah. the loss, yeah. you know, tr- trying to, you know, make myself happy again. And for two years, you know, I battled with depre- with depression and um, I was in a relationship which I probably should not have been in. And um, I eventually, at the end of that whole two-year stint, I eventually went to a therapist and um, I would say that it was probably the greatest move that I could ever make um, because I learned a lot about how to actually cope. And at first I was coping with, um, you know, with the antidepressant depre- medicine. And um, for me, it's not about medicating. Um, I feel like I need to be able to deal with my problems myself. So Um, I like to do alternative methods and yes, you know, you can pray about it. There's nothing wrong with doing that. Um, I actually suggest praying about it, but you also have to do other means as well. And, um, I find that, that, uh, going to therapy and writing and about it and being able to express my feelings, it really did help me overcome the depression. Now I'm not even going to tell you that I am all the way cured because I don't think that I'm all the way cured. I still have some moments because not only did I lose my, my mom, but then, um, after that, I think probably like two years, no, probably, yeah, about two years after that, I lost my sister. And then four years, probably after that, I lost my dad. So it was an ongoing event for me. Like, you know, the depression, I never really quite dealt with it. And, um, I feel like I had, I actually uh, whenever I feel like overwhelmed or if I feel that I'm going into that deep depression, I will go back and talk to a therapist or uh, talk to a counselor. Right. And um, because I know, you know, it's an ongoing battle. It just doesn't stop one day just because, you know, I feel great for six months or a year or whatever. Right. You know, the depression can always come back. There's always feelings of loss, you know, especially around you know, events as far as birthdays and holidays and stuff like that. Yeah, that you can remember, you know, your loved ones. Exactly. So I um, will always be open to going back and and speaking to a counselor or therapist or whatever. But um, I just find that in the black community, it's really taboo to think that you can seek help. And I think that we need to overcome this. We need to overcome the fact that Sometimes you do need to go and talk to a third party. It's it's, it's very important. I think that medication just 
for me, the medication wasn't the thing that I wanted to do because I couldn't feel anything. And and that's the thing. Like, it's almost like they're trying to heavily sedate you and right. medicate you so that you can kind of just be a, a, like a, a zombie in exactly. society. Exactly. And the fact of the matter is, is that you're a human being and, right. you know, life happens to everyone. Everybody. You know, and it's like, it's not, it's not good for our community to just sit and think that, oh, like, you know, well, we'll just pray about it and everything will go away. Or, oh, like, you know, like, why are you being weak? Like, you know, don't do none of that weak shit. Like, I mean, oh, so so now you crazy? You need to go see a therapist? Right. Like, that's not the case. Like, no. honestly, if anybody needs a therapist, it would be people who are black and who are brown, plain and simple. Because right. as an entirety, we've been through so much. We're still going through a lot. Yes. So... There is no way that you can tell me that an, another group of people who heavily utilize, you know, therapists and psychiatrists and psychologists who, to me, you know, I don't, I don't know their struggle. I don't know individual struggles, but I just know that as for my group as a whole, we've been through a lot. So if, any, if anybody needs therapy, it would be us. Right. Um, in respect to my story, um... For a majority of my 20s, I actually um, suffered from major depression um, as well. Um, definitely, I, I was in a very, very bad relationship. Um, and, you know, you're young and you're, you know, apprehensionable. And I, I don't want to make any excuses for myself or for the situation. But the relationship was really bad. Um, it, was, it was very um, just verbally abusive, mentally abusive. It was just it was just a bad situation as a whole. Um and also I came in contact with a lot of like bad friends, people who I thought were my friends who mm-hmm. ultimately were not my friend. They I mean literally they stabbed me in the back like completely 1000%. Um I also had no real return on the investments that I made in respect to businesses. Like I tried to start some businesses and things like that. And they, they, I mean, to be completely frank, like they, they failed, you know, but you know, I tried again, but they failed and I tried again. Um, also, um, I'm, I'm the oldest in my family and not only am I the oldest, but I'm a girl and in my culture, um, I'm expected to marry at a certain age. I'm expected to have children at a certain age. I'm expected to have a certain example for my siblings. I'm expected to ensure that, you know, I take care of, like, you know, my family while still taking care of myself, while still upholding an image, while still, you know, being, you know, respectable. And it was just a lot of pressure. Um, I wanted to follow my own dreams. I wanted to do things for me. However, I was not allowed to. And on the cusp of me entering into um, a new age bracket, I guess, a new checkbox, um, I'm realizing that I owe it to myself to do the things that genuinely make me happy. Because if I don't, I'm truly going to suffer in this depression. I mean, it was so bad to the point um, to where some days I wouldn't even want to get out of bed. Um, some days I just didn't even really want to try, um, to do anything. Um, I literally, I mean, I've written that letter to my family to basically say, you know, my goodbyes. I really 
really wanted to end it. And I definitely put some of my sorrows in um, alcohol. I drank a lot. Um, I kind of played around with some cocktails. Not like no cocaine, like no heavy shit like that. But like, you know, because yeah, I don't, like, don't get it twisted. Like, the girl, she went and like sniffing lines of coke and then drinking like nothing. Like, right. just, you know. Let's clarify let's that. Let's clarify some let's shit sure. before people, you know, run with it because that's what people like to do. But, you know, I did, I basically wanted to end it. I really, really did. Um, I just felt that I was like, I mean, a loser at life. Like, I saw people around me excelling and it's like, I, I guess I had my own accomplishments, I mean, from what people thought on the outside, but within me, I was dying inside. I, I was screaming for for help, absolute help, and nobody could hear me at all. And if if it wasn't for, I mean, the, the friends that I do have helping me along the way, there's no way that I would have got out of it, plain and simple. Like, I did try to pray um, I did, you know, go through my spouts of why me and feelings of, you know, worthlessness and less than, and, you know, I just, I just realized that I can't be like this anymore because it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. And, um, I did seek, um, help, um, definitely via online forums, via talking to people. Um, and I would say that it definitely worked. Um, one thing that one of my cousins mentioned to me, um, and this cousin, she's absolutely beautiful. She's fantastic. Hopefully, you guys will meet her on the show. Um, but on the outside looking in, to me, she had a very beautiful life, like an extremely beautiful life. Like really, she, she, like I, I just, I mean, we grew up together, and I know her life, and literally nothing really negative ever happened to her. But she said something to me that was so profound. She says that basically me and my sister would always say that she had it easy but that it really wasn't easy as small as it sounded you know to me she had her own shit too and what I'm trying to allude to is that everybody has their shit like I mean you can't really judge people or really kind of tell somebody that they're not going through something whether it be large or small yes some shit is realer than other shit by the end of the day, everybody has something, right. you know, and it's like you have to realize that basically you never know what somebody's going through, like at all. Like MJ, one thing that she always tells me is that, you know, yes, you, you never really know what someone's going through, that, you know, what you see on the outside could be completely fake. You know, right. when, when I met you, you were in your terrible relationship. And I would have never guessed. Like, when you told me your story, I was like, what? Like, you don't appear as you have been through those things. And I know when you were getting to know me, you're like, what? Like, yeah. all this stuff that you've been through? Like, really? Exactly. And I mean, you just... I mean, I think as uh, black people, we we know how to hold it together. Right. You know, even if there is a storm brewing and there's so much going on and it seems like it's the end of the world, we still will show you a smile on our face. And right. I think that you do that a lot of the times. I, I, I really, really do. And now, I mean, knowing what I know about you, like I know for a fact that you do that. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, I know you, so I can see when something's bothering you, but I swear you put on the bravest face and, you know, being black women, that's just what we do. Like, you know, it's like, okay, well, it's true. 
fuck it. Like, you know, I'm just going to go out here and fix my face, put on my makeup, put on like my freshest fit, whatever that may be. And just, you know, kind of battle through it. Yeah, because it's like, you know, just like we talked before and we said that when people say come up to you and they be like, they're like, uh, good morning. How are you? Right. They don't really mean how are you? They don't want to hear the shit that's going on in your life. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't get it <laughs> I just said the general. Right. How are how you? How are you? As I'm getting my coffee, and as I'm getting my water. Exactly. Putting my lunch in the fridge. Right. So it's Good day. Exactly. So it's not, you're not, you're not supposed to say, well, you know what, Becky, this is what's going on in my life. You know, that, that's not what you're supposed to say. Right. You're supposed to say, oh, everything's going well. And, go on with your day exactly and the fact of the matter is is that yeah that's okay because you know we're all we're all busy but at the same time i feel that it's very important to seek professional help if you are going through something i feel like it's very important to talk to somebody true somebody you can trust and somebody that you can basically confide in Definitely. and that you know like i mean will have your best best interest mm-hmm. at heart and I mean, MJ, she can attest to it as well as I, it's really good to talk to somebody who is not biased, who knows nothing about your situation because they kind of lend ears that are clean ears that, I mean, are not judgmental, you know? Exactly. I mean, it's very important to seek help from a third third party that has nothing to do with your life, that has no benefit or gain and you can you know, get help, you know, it, 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 it's never, it's never weak to ask for help. You right. know, it's actually a strong thing to do. It is when you can, ask for when help. you can recognize it mm-hmm. and say, yeah, like I have a problem. Like, and, and that's one thing that I've been kind of learning and reading myself. Like, I mean, definitely there's ways to kind of combat this stuff. And one, one thing in particular that you can do is just, you know, you, you have to understand that you can control one thing and that one thing is you you can control how you exactly. react to situations you can control you know seeking help for situations exactly. you don't have to con- i mean like y- y- like you can't control everything around you right you know like you just can't only thing you can control is yourself exactly. so if you need the help seek help if you want to change change exactly. so you won't suffer from these ailments because depression it, it, it's a real mental state it is. and it'll it'll kill you literally it it'll will. kill you it'll kill your spirit It'll take you down and you don't want that. And I mean, definitely like, I know for me in particular, one thing that I also did suffer with is just my expectations. You know, I had a a dream for my life literally in church, you know, and church has a very heavy way of, you know, saying that you're not depressed. Like how we said earlier about the prayer, things like that. But one thing that my pastor would do and in a lot of African churches is, you know, prosperity preaching about like, if you pray, your whole life will be good. You know, if you serve God, your whole life will be good. If right. you put down your 10%, your whole life will be good. But mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is that they don't tell you that real shit happens. You know, like, right. they focus on all the positives. But if you want to preach from the Bible, if you want to get biblical on it, a lot of negative shit happened in the Bible, plain oh, yeah. and simple. Definitely. So it's like, for me, I, I really didn't get that. And I'm like, shame on me for not knowing that. But I really did not get that. I didn't know that truly that... Shit will happen to you in your life. Like, people will die. And, like, I mean, you may amass a great amount of wealth, but then you may lose all of that shit. Like, I mean, you could lose your job. People, they will hurt you. They will stab you in the back. Like, I mean, you could get sick and and then die. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can get hurt by people that you love. Like, some of the people who have hurt me the deepest or the people that I love the most because they know how to do it, be it on purpose or inadvertently, you know? They know how to hurt you. 
So it's like, you have to just realize that trials and tribulations, they will come, but it's just all about basically being in the present, not focusing on your past, not worrying about the future, you know, and just being in the current moment yes. and realizing that, like, I mean, as cheesy as it sounds, this too shall pass. Right. You know? Exactly. So, I mean, there is always, you know, there's always help available. There's always assistance available. You just have to go out and seek it. And it's very important that you realize that, again, I can't stress to, to, to people enough that it is not weak to ask for help. It's you not. know, it is not a weak thing. And sometimes you do need that help. I mean, I, I can tell you that people have told me, you know, they've said to me multiple times, you know, I don't, I, I can't, I don't understand how, I, I see how strong you are. I see you're very strong. And it's just like, I had no choice but yeah. to be strong. Yeah. Like sometimes you have no choice but to but be to strong just be that. and to be, and, and to go through your storm because when, when you come out of it, you come back a v much stronger person than you, very resilient. Than you were, you know, so very resilient, very res resilient. And, um, I mean, I, I, I just, I just hate that in the black and brown community, it's so looked down upon, you know, even when I was going through my problems, yeah. you know, I would go to my family and my family would be like, you know, you should just pray about it, you yeah. know? And sometimes, you know, prayer works. It, I'm not going to say that it never works because it always works. But you also have to do things in addition. You know, God helps those who help themselves. It's true. It's absolutely true. I mean, I, I agree with you 1,000%. Um, I'm not, you know, downing prayer. Like, and I'm not downing people's religion, right. nothing like that. Right. Um, but what I will say is that God, he made man who in turn made therapists. You know, so he put the tools here for you. It's just like, exactly. I mean, uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes, he actually mentioned something like, you know, God, he put, you know, trees on earth so that man can use the trees for lumber, for fire. And then instead of just for fire, then you can use that same tree to build a house, to build a table. Like it's yes. like, you know, he, he, he put everything on the earth that we need. Now it's just our turn to, you know, be smart about it and utilize those tools necessary. Right. So, um, I know definitely one podcast that I listened to, um, shout out to, um, therapy for black girls. It's an amazing podcast for black women. Um, definitely it's, I mean, a, a black psychiatrist, a black therapist who is actually lending help to, you know, women, not just black women, but it's specifically targeted to black women. And it's amazing. Um, I would suggest listening to that, um, black woman or even a black male, cause you can learn some things about your fellow black women. Yes. But I mean, there's therapists everywhere. Definitely, you know, take a look online for your local listings. Um, a therapist and just get the help that you need. Definitely. Definitely. So y'all definitely, I mean, take, take the time to ensure that you take care of yourself. You're the most important. Yes. That's for sure. But I just, you know, I really appreciate you MJ for being, you know, honest and open. Always, you know, that's what I'm here for. I mean, you can be fake sometimes, <laughs> you know, so I just want to make sure that people know, you know, your truth, you know. You know, I, I live in my truth over here, you know, so, okay. you know, I, I, I'm here. Okay. I'm here to okay. share my story and, and give you the wisdom that I have accumulated over my many years. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you for that. All right, y'all. Next, we're going to be talking about what we cannot play with on the internet. Yeah. So here we go, guys. Here we go.
Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. So, y'all, um, um, what we can't play with on the internet, it's going to be actually um, a little bit serious. So, if you guys have, you know, not been living underneath a rock, you know that um, continually um, black people are being murdered out here. Yes. So, um, Nia Wilson, 18-year-old girl, I mean, whole life ahead of her, she was actually murdered um, this past week. Um, San Francisco Bart, right? Yep. And on Bart, she was actually in Oakland, Oakland. Um, at the MacArthur station. And basically she was followed her and her sister were followed, um, as they exited the Bart train and basically madman just stabbed her, I believe in the neck. Yes. Um, well slashed her in yeah. the neck and then stabbed her sister as well. Yes. Um, and she died, but her sister is still living. Yes. So basically, um, you know, this is another make a make America great again, um, uh, whatever you want to call it. Basically, some bullshit. It's some bullshit. Um, they say that it's it's not. The, well, they haven't came out and said that it's a hate crime, but for all intents purposes, it sounds like it's a hate crime, and yeah. it sounds like it was premeditated. He had clothes. He went to the next. I think he went someplace else and changed clothes um, so that he couldn't be recognized. And he basically went, um, he went on a little, I mean, he went a, away from the killings um, and basically, I guess, did whatever he wanted to do. Um, and then he was apprehended um, quite peacefully, like, yeah, like, not a scratch. Look, like. This is some straight bullshit because black people have died innocently for supposed crimes for actually like in, in compliance with whatever law enforcement is stating. Yes. You know, like they actually have listened and were still shot dead yes. as if they're like a roach on the floor that you're trying to get rid of. Exactly. Like. It's so appalling to see that this man, who we knew for a fact committed a murder, mm -hmm. was peacefully arrested as if he just literally, I don't know, as if he, I mean, as if he's being taken in on like jaywalking charges. Yeah, jaywalking or charges. Or you he's know? going to go like do like a, a, a police like, um, what is it that the little kids come in and they come a, a police tour? Like if this is what it is to feel arrested now, right? Let's show you how that feels. Exactly. You know, like it's absolutely absurd, and I literally cannot play with the internet on this bullshit that they're doing. Like literally every other day, it seems like another African American person, another Hispanic person is being slain brutalized embarrassed and then on top of that speaking of embarrassment to add insult to injury fox news and their fuck shit they're trying to criminalize this girl and demonize her yep. as if nia deserved to have her throat slashed let's slash somebody else's throat if it was us if we did that to somebody Oh, no. Like, the little white kid on TV or wh whoever got slain would be treated as if they're, like, an angel. Right. Why is it that we're the only race on Earth 
who we're not allowed to protect our own. Right. We're not allowed to have pain. We're not allowed to hurt. Not at like, all. And then a reporter I saw today asked Nia Wilson's mom <laughs> that was about, some bullshit. oh, if you could see John right now. His name's John, yeah, right? If you could, yeah. If you could, t- so if you could say one thing to one him, thing what to, would you say? Like, why like, would you even ask, ask that? Me? I literally, <laughs> I literally lost my daughter not even a week ago. I just lost her. And not only did I lose her, but she suffered in death. Yes. She was so scared. Exactly. She was crying for her life. Her and her sister, God bless her sister who was still with us. Right. They were all just in utter and complete shock. And you mean to tell me that you're going to ask me this? What do you want me to say? I oh, mean, I mean, like, what, what do you want me to say? Like, what? That just pisses me the hell off. Yeah, what, what that was such an incompetent question to ask a, a person, especially a mother that just lost their child and basically almost lost another child as well. Um, I was actually talking to one of my um, one of my friends from the Bay, and she said that he had she had seen him walking around um, after the. Uh, after the the uh, the murder, basically, um, and that you know they continually reported to the police that that um, he was you know walking around you know like he didn't do anything, right. and it's just crazy to me. It's just like you know fucking Bart police, they're on some fuck shit always. You know like they killed Oscar Grant. Um, and they're not properly trained, but right. then again, what police officer is properly trained? So, I mean, it's just a horrible situation. No, but see, the thing is they are properly trained. Do you see how they got this man when they found him? They arrested oh, yeah, him. Yeah. They read him. Oh right. yeah, they are. They, uh, my bad. They are trained. properly trained. They, they just, just don't want to offer us the same type of respect yes, and the same true. type of courtesy and respect to protecting and serving a human being. That's true. That's true. They are but, properly but, but we're less than. Exactly. Because they knew exactly how to get him um, and basically handcuff him. And he didn't have like a fucking scratch. Scratch on him. Not one scratch. Probably took this dude to McDonald's to get a Happy Meal. You already know. Like, literally. It's just ridiculous. So, you know, I... Me personally, like it hits home to me because I used to live in the Bay and, you know, I used to pass MacArthur all the time. So, um, and it's just, it, it just seems like it's more and more situations coming out of the Bay as far as, you know, as far as all of this racial, you know, us being attacked by, by, uh, white people and, um, because of Trump it, and it is because of Trump, he has He's, emboldened these people to set a blaze of fire. Yes. To, to ensure that they could do not only what they're saying, but do with the vengeance exactly. as, as if they missed that shit. Like, man, exactly. I've been trying to kill a nigga since 19, whatever. whatever. Yeah. And now it's in like 2018. Let's do this shit. Yeah. Like, and it, what? And it's just crazy because you know that he's going to say that, you know, he, his defense will be, even though he has no defense, but he'll, his defense will be that he was mentally ill. Like they always do. Like they always like do. Like they always do. Like Zimmerman and Dylan Roof. 
you know like they're just unstable caucasian males and that's just how it is and he'll get off he'll probably go to you know a little some rehab facility of some sort facility for a couple probation for maybe six months yeah and then and then continue to walk free just like um stand your law or stand stand your ground ground. sorry oh my god that that fuck shit in florida stand your ground you know there was a there was another black man that actually got shot um because the uh white man felt like he was um he what what do they do they always say that they feel threatened yes so he so this black man as well as his children and his girlfriend they pull up to a local gas station just to get some snacks for the kids before they venture off you know on their day they parked in a handicapped spot Look, I'm not going to lie. I'm freaking guilty of that shit. So many people do that just to quickly run inside. They have people inside of the car. Hey, watch the car. I'll be right back so we won't get in trouble, right? This is true. So I've done that a billion times over. And so they did that. This white man, he said that that's his spot for whatever reason because they own fucking everything, right? But anyways, that was his spot. Literally, this man comes outside, sees this white man berating and threatening his kids and his His girlfriend. girlfriend. He pushes the guy on the floor. The guy feels threatened, gets up, or I'm sorry, he's still on the ground, pulls out his gun, shoots him at point blank range. Dead. Dead. Shoots him dead. Another black man dead. Another black man dead. Another child without a father, another girl without her husband, without her boyfriend, what have you. And the fact of the matter is that this man, he got to walk free because of the stupid ass stand your ground law. But the funny thing is that you mentioned to me that there was a black woman who shot in the air mm-hmm. in Florida and the stand your ground law did not actually go for her. Yeah, she actually was convicted and she, I think she had it I, I think that she's still serving time to this day. Like this shit is just ridiculous. And, ridiculous. And and I am so tired of, you know, these people saying that they feel threatened and, and being able to shoot whomever they want, whenever they want. You know, it's, it's, it's really a sad day. Like as if this shit wasn't always, always occurring. The the difference is, is that now there's camera phones and everything is being recorded, but yeah, I mean, hopefully it is treacherous and it's just another, another way to, you know, kill off another race. So yeah, guys, I don't know what's going to happen. Like this fucking stupid ass Trump, you know, he's the the reason for all of this well it was going on before him but it was but he's definitely opened up the floodgates yes, for sure he has. He but definitely has. baby girl nia we love you we do we love your family say her name like, nia say wilson. her name nia wilson yes. we, we will remember you always and all the other fallen soldiers all the other fallen african-american men and women we love you and yes. we miss you and we remember you. Yes. We do. Please don't think that we've we've lost you. We have completely. I just I I I I don't even know, guys. Just be careful out there. If you're black or brown, please be careful because yes. you are being hunted. You are the target. And don't think that you're exempt because you could have been Nia Wilson. Exactly. Like it hits so so hard to home for me because like, or I'm sorry, it hits home hard. I don't know why I even fucking said that backwards, but it hits home hard for me because, you know, I have a little sister who's the same age. I mean, she's a beautiful girl, just like Nia Wilson, you know, is, and just living her life just like Nia Wilson is, you know, and then like Trayvon, his documentary is coming up very soon. Thank you, Hova, for doing that. 
appreciate you, Jay, because yes. it's gonna be beautiful. But it's just like Trayvon, like could have been my brother. Right. You know, like all these people, like dude who just died in Florida, that could have been my father. Like right. it's just, it's very, very, very upsetting. So please just be careful. Yes, be and, careful out there. And again, Nia Wilson, we love you. You are Miss. We remember you. Say her name. y'all so in closing thank you so thank much you, thank of you, course thank you. for listening as always um on next week's episode me and mj we actually um had <laughs> like a mini encounter with the police and it was so random was like so i mean random. so 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 random but we're gonna talk about that and just how um basically i, I guess our view of the police mm-hmm. is totally and completely like warped because of what we see on TV and what we encounter and what, what we enca- like like that's what I'm saying like you know like you know? we've like we've experienced such poor treatment from police officers yes. literally like I had like my my heart was beating so fast like yeah. I literally had physical pain in my right. body right so I mean next week we're going to talk about police brutality and I mean in our real life encounter so. That's what's going to be on next week's episode, so definitely stay tuned for episode number five of Everything Is Bullshit, of course. So again, thank you so much. Thank you. Definitely. um, MJ, go ahead and leave us with our inspirational quote of the week. Okay, so our inspirational quote of the week is, see me, I see greater, nothing I'm afraid of, and I can have it all. And that comes from your girl, <laughs> Cece, from Level Up. Definitely make it your goal this week, this month, the rest of this year, because we only have a couple months left, to level up. And whatever it is that you're doing, whatever your journey is, level up in level your health. Up. Level yes. up in, in your job. Level up yes. in your, I mean, in your business. Level up in your relationships, you know. Yes. Just take everything to the next level and reach your highest potential. You can have it all. You can have it all. It yes. is a real thing. It is. Don't think about mediocrity, but think about being great. Yes. All right, y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening again. And we'll see y'all on next week's episode of Everything is Bullshit. Holla back, y'all.